Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Um, hope you guys are doing well today. Today's guest is Allison Orlowski. Did I say that right? Yep. All right. Good old Polish name? Yep. That's uh, awesome. Czech, actually. Is, is it what? Czech. Czech? Okay. I get a good old Polish name. And you are have your own company for the love of you coaching. Yes. That's awesome. I love that title. We'll get into that here in a few minutes. But before we get into what you do and how you help others, let the listeners learn a little bit about you. Who are you and kind of what do you do in your spare time? Where'd you grow up? What do you enjoy doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, Let's see. I grew up near Green Bay, so I am a diehard Packer fan. Kind of <laughs> rough this year. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, grew up in the country, small town. Um, a couple siblings. I'm the oldest. Uh, Twenty years old after college, I moved down here to the Milwaukee area. Um, my degree is in accounting, and I did corporate finance for twenty years. Um, I have three kids. 2014 and nine, so they keep me super, super busy. Um, I love to read. I love to play volleyball. What, what, are you, what are you reading right now? Reading right now. I am reading <laughs> Masterful Coaching. <laughs> Masterful Coaching, okay. Um, I am 11 months into a 12-month coaching certification program, and so I am still reading assigned homework so one more month, last. one more month, one more awesome. month, and then I yeah. Lifelong learner. Yes. Okay. Very yes. good. So I do stutter sometimes, and I say words backwards. But <laughs> that's, that's a talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in in three words or less, describe yourself. Tenacious. Tenacious. Um, heart. And effervescence. Effervescence. I like that. All right. So tell us a little bit about For the Love of You Coaching. I'm going to get that right Mm -hmm. eventually during this uh, interview. Um, What do you do? And tell a little bit of background of Mm -hmm. how that all came about. Yeah. I am a life coach. Um, uh, That started, well, For the Love of You really came from a place of my own personal struggle with loving myself and what that really meant and how do I do that. Life has thrown me lots of curveballs and it always feels like it was my fault or what could I have done differently or better. And I think through Simone, my own personal development and growth, um, I've been able to change how I see life and the opportunities that it brings me, both <laughs> in all the problems that show up and the gifts. And I think for so many of us, we get really stuck in a life of wash, rinse, repeat, a life based in practicality and responsibility. And there's actually a really great opportunity when we take care of ourselves and love ourselves fully to really give greater gifts to the world, to our family, to our career, and be more present Um, for those around us. So why coaching? Why do you want to help others? So it's just always (laughs) been in my nature. Um, People have always been, all I can say is my gift. Um, And I say that with such um, utmost sincerity or um, appreciation 
from the time I was 20, I remember being in a bus stop going home from college and this gentleman sat down and for three hours told me his life story, like every little detail. And it was so personal. I mean, it was really like gut wrenching. It sounded, I mean, and from then on, that experience happens over and over and over again. And at the end of those experiences, when people said, thank you for listening, thank you for being there. This is really wonderful. You're such a sweet soul. I clearly, I got something from that. I won't. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that that created um, a feeling of purpose in me. And so um, after 20 years in finance, I realized that that was actually the thing that I loved most was connecting to people and supporting people and that I had unofficially been coaching people for a really long time. Um, above me, below me, alongside of me, family, friends, strangers, and that if there's an opportunity to actually make a career and make some money <laughs> doing this, uh, why not? Why not, right? Why not? Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you you have the passion for it. You can actually see yeah. it in your face and your body language like that. So the listeners can't see it, but believe me, when you sit down and talk with Allison, you're going to know that she does care um, about you and about what your needs are. So what have been some of your biggest challenges throughout this process of uh, transitioning from the financial side to the, the coaching side of it? I think the biggest challenge for me actually is trusting myself. Um, certainly I can say, you know, challenge, I could, how do I create a web page and how do I use QuickBooks? Those are all certainly challenges, but I think the thing deep down is actually when um, making a career change or actually just doing anything to get out of your comfort zone, that trusting yourself <laughs> along the way that you can't make a wrong decision, that you'll learn from that one way or another, that... I think if, if, even if you make mistakes along the way, you're mm -hmm. going to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more mistakes you make, the more that you're going to learn. Mm -hmm. And I see too many people get down on themselves because they make mistakes or they fail. And I think those are the biggest learning points in your lives. Uh, people that say they always succeed have never failed and live boring lives. That's my, that's just my mm -hmm. opinion. I've, I've failed and screwed up so many times that I probably could write a book about it, but I'm not going right. to. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, failing forward, right, taking that, and it's just exactly as you said, that it's an opportunity for learning. And when you shift how you think about failure and that it isn't the end of the world, that it is just an opportunity to learn. Um, in fact, FAIL, I love this acronym, FAIL is first attempt in learning. Oh, I like that. So, I mean, that, like, that was um, a really cool thing for me because as a perfectionist, Failure felt like the end of the world. I just have to get it right. Um, so when I realized that it is all learning and that life is just one big practice, I'm practicing every day how to live my life. It certainly takes so much of the pressure off, right? You're not necessarily, it's game time every day. Yeah. It's practice time every day. <laughs> and I'm just time. practicing. Yeah. Um, that has helped a lot. What, why do you think uh, people in general are, are fearful of change or getting out of their comfort zone? I think it's been, um, it's a society thing. I think it's been ingrained in us to do the best, to get ahead. Um, and 
that there's nobody wants to admit their shortcomings, so it's so good to point out someone else's. And so that when then your shortcomings are pointed out, that feels terrible. So then you don't want to have that happen. Um, I think it's also living up to people's expectations and not wanting to let people that quote could, unquote down. That could be that could be from a number of sources, whether it's family, job, spouse, peers, friends, coworkers. Absolutely, it comes from everywhere. And I think people have to get over that, look at themselves and, and figure out who they are and just, you know, get out of that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That's where all the fun is. Absolutely. And I think the thing that I realized when I was going through my, um, the, the, just the last year for me of true, my own personal transformation was when I started looking even on social media and the people in my life that really had an impact the people that did things that quote unquote broke the rules, got out of their comfort zone, weren't afraid to fail, are actually the people that we are most respectful of and most inspired by. And so when you actually sit on social media and you say, oh my gosh, that person, that's amazing, they did this thing, usually they got out of their comfort zone, they did something, broke the rules, got out of the box, whatever it may be. Um, but then we look at ourselves as the exception. Well, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always give uh, my guests a lot of credit for coming on the show and being able to talk about things that they failed at, things that they succeeded at. Because I think one of the hardest things is, even for myself at times, is putting myself out there mm -hmm. and worried about what other people are going to think when you really it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is hopefully sharing and inspiring someone else through your stories. Right. And I think that's more powerful than holding it all back because everybody has a story. Absolutely. So you talked about, you know, some of the people you saw online and they never really brought up to what have been or who have been some of your mentors along your life or your journey, whether they be personable or uh, virtual. Um, I think personal um, have been my parents their work ethic that they instilled in me um, is pretty profound from a very, very young age. And I'm really eternally grateful for that. Um, they're, I think they were probably the biggest ones along the way. They're certainly teachers that have, you know, little lessons. I remember this college professor that, Man, he was tough. It was an international studies class, and he was so tough. And I was a straight-A student. I was salutatorian. I was in all honors classes. And I went to you know this class, and I worked on this paper, and I thought it was amazing, and I got a B. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like end of the world. <laughs> and But at the end of that class, he's like, hey, Allison, this is a really amazing paper. Can I keep it? And I'm like, well, wait, it's only worth a B. I'm really I'm confused by this. And he's like, if I gave you an A right off the bat, you would never work any harder than you already have. And I know that you have capacity to do even greater things. Wow. So that, he's like, when you do the work, trust that you will get the grade that you deserve. And in the end of the semester, I had an A. So um, 
that moment. So I've had lots of moments like that that are really profound for me from lots of different teachers and um, people in my life. Um, social media, I think, I think a lot of, so I'm in a 12 month um, coach training program that I'm finishing up and <clears throat> it's not a requirement to be a coach but it's something I personally felt very compelled to do to make sure that I am the best coach that I can be and truly providing um, the best support and and being a great partner to my clients. I think my teammates actually inspire me the most with their personal growth, how they've handled their businesses, the things that they put on social media, Um, really being authentic and raw and messy and beautiful and kind. I think those are, um, in general, the people that inspire me and and that I take the most value from, from a social media perspective. That's awesome. I really like that. Um, just have to acknowledge uh, Exact the Corporation for keeping the lights on here at Local First Podcast. They provide us with all the incredible equipment that we're using now to record this podcast and all the podcasts coming up. And we are located in Brookfield in Studio 1A, Exacta Corp. Who, if you could go back to like your early 20s or what mm-hmm. like that, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, so if I could go back and give myself advice to when I was 20 yeah, years so, old. You know, oh, my goodness. Back, yeah. yeah. I think ask for what you want. We were just talking about that. We were. We were taught, yes. We were. And I wish that I had learned that lesson earlier. Um, And sometimes it's even a lesson that I've forgotten. I did have a CFO that said to me, you don't ask, you don't get. All you have to do is ask, and the worst they can say is no. Exactly. (laughs) I know, and that is so true. And and I've always lived, I guess, my life like that, Um, because if I didn't ask, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Right, right mm-hmm. now, and and it goes to, I mean, think about this as as a young kid, you never stop asking. Right, uh, you do not accept right. no until you probably yes. sometimes get beaten by your parents. You know that many times is like shut up already, mm-hmm. and then somehow we get conditioned not to ask anymore. Yes. We just accept for what we have, right. and then wonder why other people have what they have. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we allow other people to put limits on our worth. And if we don't stand up for ourselves and um, ask for what we need, ask for what we deserve, I think um, that's just limiting to our possibility right then and there. Um, I think the other thing that I would tell myself in terms of still related to the asking is that you deserve it. I I deserve it. We all deserve to have everything in our life. And, you know, if someone has something, I would tell them, well, I don't deserve to have that because it was easier than going after it. And I wish that I would have um, believed that I deserved it all and then went after it because I think I would be in in a much different place than I am right now. That's all right, though. You are. It's it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a journey. And, and, you know, I look at it as, as well as for myself is that, you know, you go, 
you go back in time is like, yeah, I could have went back and done this differently, but I wouldn't be here. I go back and I look at, well, one of the things I go back was I, I should have stayed in the military and stayed out. Mm -hmm. But if I'd have done that, I'd never went my mm -hmm. current, met my current wife, Lupita. Mm -hmm. And I would have never passed that up. You know, so you go like, okay, I could have done this, but then I didn't. But it's like, you know what? Take those, take those times and those moments and, and, and learn from them. Mm -hmm. And then if you have kids, pass it on to them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll listen to you. Maybe <laughs> they won't. <laughs> some do, some don't. But, you know, you got to go out there and do that. Uh, one other thing I need to break out here is I want to recognize Trinity Center for Integrative Psychology, Psychiatry. Um, she does an incredible job with uh, Dr. Runa fighting mental illness through nutrition. Check her out online and in the show notes. For someone that wants to learn more about you, Allison, in your coaching program and say, mm -hmm. you know what, this is something I'd really like to learn, what uh, or be, uh, um, what would you say? Coach, you coach them. Mm -hmm. What would that other mm -hmm. person be? The coachy or coachy, coachy? client, client. Coach, client. Yeah. There you mm -hmm. go. That's what I'm looking for. What the what are like three to five things that um, they should know about you and, and why come to you? Mm -hmm. um, I think the couple of things that I want to point out that I'm actually not just for clarification that I'm not a therapist. Um, therapists heal the past. And I'm not qualified. <laughs> um, that's, you know, while the past will certainly come up in our conversations as we coach, um, it's not the role in this relationship to heal whatever heartbreak has been created from what's happened in the past. I'm also not a consultant. Consultants um, are the experts and they fix a problem. I'm not the expert on your life. You are. I'm a partner with you and I'm not trying to fix anything because you are not broken. You are perfectly fine exactly where you are. So um, I just wanted to clarify that those are things I'm not. As a coach, um, I think the things that you should know is that I am a partner, that I sit um, next to you and we look at your life and we look at what you want to create and we look at the things that might be getting in the way. You all of us, myself included, I have a coach, you're in your box. This is, these are my experiences. This is the way I've always done things. This is how I was raised. The assumption that things might go in the future the way that they have in the past because experience has said that having someone to reflect back to you, those stories, those limitations, and, and then get curious about what that means to you um, is really what coaching is all about. <clears throat> And so really the biggest thing is to really be willing to look internally at yourself um, and, and the ability to become who you want to become. Um, and that you're the driver in the seat and I'm the passenger and you're still driving the car of your life. And I'm just helping navigate along the way to get you where you want to go. I always heard it and I've heard another analogy similar to what you just said there is Create your own movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another great one. And mm -hmm. you can be whomever you want to be. Yeah. And just put it out there. And just because we watch a movie that's only two hours long and you get a lifetime of whatever, mm -hmm. it's really a lot more than that. Right. And and it's a it's a journey. I mean, 
um, you know, I just turned 50 and I'm starting over again. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's exciting. Never too old. No, <laughs> never, never too, too old. old. Never too old. So uh, go back in time or not so much back in time or any time that you thought, wow, I'm making a difference and, you know, to share that story. Yeah, I think one that I think should be really relatable to a lot of people, um, but that impacted me in particular. There was a client that I was working with and she really, she was so hard on herself. She really had very high expectations of herself. And we talked about that, you know, touched on that earlier in the, the conversation, but just what was that providing her? What was she getting out of that? And most, you know, that was, that was a conversation in and of itself because we don't even realize why we're doing it or even sometimes that we're doing it, that we're, we're so hard on ourselves, the negative self-talk. And, and as we worked together um, to, to explore that and pull that apart, she really came to the realization um, and practice of giving herself some grace. And I got a text from her one morning that just said, thank you. This has been life changing. And it was a simple text, but when you hear or see the words life changing, that is so powerful. It was, I I cried, like, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) Not, this is really helpful or, you know, this is really great. It's it's given me a different perspective that um, that it, it truly was transformational for her, and it was it was such a big aspect, but it was only one aspect. So that's that was cool. yeah, really. That, that's got to be a really good feeling when that happens. It was incredible. That's good feeling. Yeah. So, what are some of your day to day practices that keep you going every day? I. I think the big thing for me is actually just spending, and I don't spend a ton of time, um, but meditation. For me, um, I now have a combined household with a significant other. We have five children. We are going in a hundred different directions all the time. My life has no routine to it (laughs) whatsoever, um, which most of the time is really amazing and fun. And it's part of, you know, being out of a corporate setting and having that freedom to create the day that I want. so again, no day is the same, but that meditation for me to calm my brain and slow down the chaos in my head and in my life to really get centered about what I want and intentional about what I want my day to look like. And sometimes I do it at the end of the day to be grateful for what I received that day, both in problems and opportunities. Um, I think for me, that's been uh, the single most impactful routine or, or thing that I do. Okay. Is there any book or resource that has guided you? Um, I think the one book that actually really got my attention and actually gave me the the spark to, to pursue this was um, You Are a Badass, that book comes up so many, so many times on this show. <laughs> it was so Darryl. much. I had to buy it, yeah. read it, <laughs> put it on my website. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yes, it's it's a relatively new publication. So there's many, many books that I've read that have lots and lots of value. But I think the thing, the reason I bring it up is that in terms of quote unquote self-help, it's relatable 
It's light. It's funny as hell. Yeah, it's an easy read. It's an easy read, but it's so impactful. Yeah. There's so many quick, easy lessons um, and realizations or awarenesses that you can get from reading that book without being mired in this, oh, you're a terrible person and you need to change this <laughs> and that. And the, you know, the other thing that it's really how do you just shift the way you think? And for someone that's really working on self-love and promotes self-love, she promotes self-love um, within that book. So um, I think, yeah, that's probably one of the most profound, relevant, impactful reads I've had. That's in cool. Yeah. That, that's come, that book has come up. That one other book is probably the most popular book that uh, the guests have quoted mm-hmm. on the show, which is really <laughs> says something about the book. I might have to reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I, I actually met her. Do you I really? Met, I met Jen Sincero at a book oh, signing okay. um, in Naperville, Illinois last year. So really? It was, she's, she's just like her book. Okay. Which is actually really, I mean, like you can tell she wrote that book. There is no doubt that she wrote that book through and through. All right. I'm going to have to reach out to her. Maybe I get her on the show. What is the one thing that's got you really fired up about the future? Um, <clears throat> fired up about the future. I think the opportunity for coaching, I feel like there is a new awareness in the world. There's a shift of people... Um, not that there's anything wrong with, well, I think there's just a shift in people wanting to be able to create the life according to their terms and wanting to have more freedom and opportunity within their life. And so many people are like, yeah, that's great. How do I do that? And ultimately everyone holds their own brilliance and their own greatness. Everyone, I completely believe everyone actually already has the answers. The fear, the way things have always gone, the stories we've told ourselves, things other people have told us are the things that hide all of that. And once we work together to uncover that, um, that there really can be a revolution of people living a lot more fulfilling, happy, meaningful lives. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do the listeners get a hold of you to carry on this conversation? Yes, they can reach me um, at my website at forloveofyou.com or they can find me on Facebook or Instagram at um, For the Love of You Coaching. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to get into our rapid fire section and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, But before we get into me asking you any rapid fire questions, you get to ask me one question and I'll do my best to answer it. One question. Yeah, you get to ask me one. I made a list. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Some of them are easy I'm, I'm and some of them are hard. Also, then you can ask me, oh, I'm kind of nervous right now. <laughs> well, I just, you're the first guest that came on with a list of questions. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, come on. Okay, well, the fun one all will right. be, why are there no selfies with Cleo? Your cat, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're always with the cat. Where are you? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we love you too, Rob. That's, that's my buddy. Yeah. Yeah, of me. Yeah, I don't do that enough. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't, <laughs> but, you know, in replace of that, so I replace my selfies with the cat. <laughs> you do both. You don't have to choose one, one or, or the, the other. other. You can have both. Okay. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> wow. You got me blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay. What's the okay, next Okay, then the other, uh, and now, well, we can see him. 
<laughs> the next one is um, wondering if you would be willing to make one of your secret desires not so secret and share it with all of us. Wow, one of my secret desires. You know, I've had, I've always had this and I would like to do it, but probably won't, is I always wanted to have my own food truck and just go out there and, and create my own menu and put it out there. I wouldn't necessarily want to run it, but just to have it out there, I think that yeah. would be kind of cool because I love to cook. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? I, I, I don't have enough time with all the other <laughs> stuff I have going. I got to have a list of priorities. That is true. That is. Fair enough. You know, I got a list of that, you know, so, but I think that would probably be one of my secret desires and, um, and I think, you know, just to be, uh, just to backpack around the world. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, now all of my kids are grown and out of, the, out of the house and just, you know, take Lupita, go on the cheap and just, just go out there and, and go to hostels and just get on the train and, and go places and do oh. stuff like that. I think that would be, even if it was just for a month, mm-hmm. that would be fun. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Make it happen. Okay. If you need a coach. I need a coach. Here you are. Okay. No, that's really awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing that sharing with that. us. Okay. Anything it. else? Um, the last question was, what's um, the most surprising aspect of running your podcast? What's the one thing that you didn't expect from this? There's actually a couple things that I didn't expect and didn't anticipate when I started this. Um, one is that I learned so much from sitting down and talking with you and the guest. I learned about the stories and I've learned so much. And since I relaunched in July up until now, um, I've released probably 30 plus podcasts, but probably interviewed another 20 or 30 above that. And I learned so much in so many different areas, whether it be, you know, the life coaching, the nutrition and the business and the stories that you share. And I tell people, I don't want this just to be an infomercial because mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can do that on cable news anytime you want. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to, to get to know the people behind the businesses and why they do what they do and tell their stories. And that has been incredible. And I've, again, I learned so much from every single interview that selfishly, I look at this as my own personal university in college that is mine. So I can always go back and use it. And I tell people all the time that even if you listen to one episode and whether you're local in the area or you're not, take a look at the other guests as well. And you may not care about that particular service or product, but the story behind Mm -hmm. that is even better. So that's really, that's really cool. Um, The second one is the amount of opportunities that have come to me because of the podcast. Um, Because of the podcast and because of meeting so many people, I'm able to get into this this new studio and the new equipment and new opportunities of where to take my life. And uh, right now we're sitting in December of 2018. And right now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, you know, like I said, I'm starting over. And and part of it, it's in, in line because of Local First Podcast. And that's, that's truly a blessing that I never imagined was going to happen. So it's just, and it's only been a couple months, you know, since July when I relaunched this. 
And I just, that's why I'm so excited about 2019 because yeah. it's so many cool things that are going to be happening, not just on the podcast, but in life in general. So yeah, there you go. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions and then we'll wrap it up. All right. One of my favorite ones, if you could speak at a TED talk, what would you talk about outside of your expertise? Oh, um, the craziness of being a mom. The craziness of being a mom. <laughs> I think you need more than that 18, 20 minutes for that. <laughs> if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere, what would it say? Um, kind of going on the whole mom thing, save me. But no, um, I think <clears throat> one of my favorite quotes, which is, what if I fall? But oh, my darling, what if you fly? Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, what is something that you believe that other people think is insane? Oh, um, that anything is possible. That anything is possible. Okay, you're doing really good at this, so we're going to keep on going. <laughs> uh, what is something that happens to you on a regular basis that is weird or unsettling? Huh, that might have stopped me. Um, that happens... I don't know. I think for other people, the way that people approach me um, in grocery stores, I've had several friends or even when I was dating for a while, they're like, how would you just talk to that person for 10 minutes? Why did that person talk to you? <laughs> so it's not weird or unsettling for me, but I think it might be for the people around. So I don't know if that counts as an It answer. does. Okay. Know, it does. <laughs> I, my my daughter does says the same thing. She goes, and she's like, she goes, you know everybody, and then you you just talk to anybody. I'm going, yeah, that's not my intention, but it happens. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I get you there. All right, let's wrap this up. Any ask or request from the audience and any last parting words? Um, I think my ask would be that if you're curious about coaching, to reach out to me. Um, my heart, my passion, my um, desire is to support folks and in creating the life that they want to live. And so I just get super excited and passionate about having those conversations without any, um, probably the thing that I'm actually the worst at is sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just having those conversations and- I can be your coach on that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes, we can trade. Um is just just to reach out, reach out um, via email, reach out. Um, again, my contact information is on my website and there's no obligation. A conversation is just a conversation, nothing more. Um, and we can go from there. Awesome, Allison. I appreciate you so much being on Local First Podcast. Again, let's carry on this conversation online. You can reach us out on social media. Check her out online as well as if you got any question comments for me subscribe or the best way to get the best and the most out of this podcast go to localfirstpodcast.com thank you so much allison for being on the show today thank you rob this is awesome you're welcome it's a lot of fun 
Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Exacta Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.